Hey, Michelle. Hi, Greta. How are you? Good. How's it going? I'm good. I was really excited that we got to watch this race together, finally. It was fun. I mean, it was was fun that we got to watch together. It was not, I don't think it was that exciting of a race, though. It was an okay race. I just enjoyed the fact that it was at 11 a.m. for a change instead of buttfuck early in the morning. That's absolutely true. But, I mean, honestly, when we got to, like, lap 30, I was like, oh, it's about, like, the time I take a nap during the race. Yeah. So I was feeling it, even though I had that coffee <laughs> beforehand. Oh, my God. No, I, I was like, like should yawning. I get another cocktail? Because <laughs> <laughs> it feels like we're going to be here for a minute. No, definitely. I was yawning. I was like, st- for some reason, I always forget how long the actual races are. And mm-hmm. then when I, like, when we got to the halfway point, I was like, holy shit, it's so long halfway. I was dying. Especially when I think it's basically a one stop race. Yeah. There's not a lot of variability. And mm-hmm. if it's not that easy to overtake, people all just kind of get into their positions and settle and you know they take care of their tires and then you have you always have the drs train which are huge like are very long this season yes and they're an absolute nightmare it i that's like my one of my biggest puppies is that fucking drs train i feel like it just (laughs) slows everything down and unless unless it gives us like incredibly funny content on tiktok on twitter um then i want nothing to do with it (laughs) But hello, I'm Greta. I'm Michelle. And you're listening to Racing Recap. We are a Formula One podcast. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Canadian Grand Prix. All right. Should we, should we start with qualifying? Qualifying yeah. was a little bit fun because of it the was. rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love a wet qualifying. I feel like it just, I don't know, it spices things up. It stops everything. It literally, yeah. yeah, like you never really know when the qualifying is going to stop because it will stop on a red flag most of the time. Um, so it really kind of keeps you on your toes. And it's interesting to see like um, the tire management. When are they going to pull out the dries? Are they going to pull? It's good. So this week, this qualifying started off wet and it got even wetter. Yeah. We started off with Joe's car completely stopping like a couple minutes into qualifying. And then it fucking came back to life. And yeah. <laughs> I was stressed to him. <laughs> that was, it was honestly the funniest thing when you see him like, when you saw him like pull out and then, um, we're like, okay, red flag. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of starts again. I was like, how, 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 <laughs> how, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about these fucking cars. Yeah, I think it is so funny when they call a red flag a little bit too early. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that was kind of like the start. Um, the rest of the qualifying went a little bit unexpected. So I feel like this season is a season of impeding i know everybody and their mom is impeding each other it's a recurring pattern and you're getting this every single week yes who's at fault the drivers or the like pit wall i couldn't tell you i really have no clue i do feel um, like it's the responsibility of the pit wall though like you, you do okay. it's, i think it's mainly responsibility of the pit wall but it's also okay. you know the driver should be looking at his side mirrors and the stuff mirrors. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So um, a lot of impeding happened. We had <laughs> so 
First, okay, the, the most significant impeding moment was Carlos Sainz on Gasly. Um, Gasly got on the radio and was pissed off. This is a very bad moment because it was basically three cars trying to go through a, a pretty narrow chicane. You had uh, Carlos Sainz who was not on a flying lap. And then you had another car, which I can't exactly remember. I feel like it was Magnuson or someone. And then you had Gasly, who was approaching on a flying lap, and they just got all bunched up, and Gasly had to go off track, which basically killed his lap, and he was very, very pissed about it. Yeah, that radio did not sound like a happy Frenchman. <laughs> but he, but it sounded very Frenchman. <laughs> I just love, <laughs> I just love, because all the drivers have very great English, but when they get angry, the accent, their English accent just gets so much stronger. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, I, I mean, everybody's just competing on each other this season. I don't know how far we're going to take this. But I mean, at least we're being consistent with the penalties we're giving out. Yeah. Or at least it kind of feels that way. I mean, Carlson, he got a penalty, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he got a penalty for that, just like Gasly did, uh, what, last week? Last race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yuki got a penalty for impeding. Lance Stroll got a penalty for impeding. Yeah. It was a lot. And unfortunately, so did Hulkenberg. He got a penalty, I don't think it was for impeding. I think it was for some other reason, but they all got the three place grid job. Yeah. For speeding on during a red flag. Yeah. It was going too fast. <laughs> but he got a penalty. He was going to start P3. Right? P3? Yes. P2. P2. Okay. He was going to start P2, but he ended up with that penalty, um, which is kind of a bummer. I like, I like when you have an underdog kind of making it past all of the Ferraris and Mercedes. It's fun. It adds a little bit of spice. It was a fun starting order because Checo also had a little bit of a flop (laughs) this qualifying. He hit the wall, I think, during Q2, which obviously, you know, fucked up his lap and he wasn't able to get another good lap in. So he qualified at P12, which meant that we had a, a pretty interesting top 10 spots yes which included alex yes it included mr alex Albon, who so basically williams made a little bit of a on the fly move during q2 mm-hmm. because the track was starting to dry up uh so and they put took him off enters put him on slicks right before the rain came in. And so that was a little bit of a gamble, whether the track was going to be dry enough for slicks. And I don't know, whenever that happens, I never feel like the risk works, but this time the risk actually did work. (laughs) Yeah, Alex ended up making um, or doing the fastest lap overall. Icon um, legend. Which was so freaking cool. Um, I was hearing the commentators kind of talk about it after the uh, post-quali. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, like, a team like Williams has literally nothing to lose. Like, they can make these risks and they can, like, make take these little challenges. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't work well, then they just end up where they would normally be. And first of all, I was like, that's kind of rude. <laughs> Second of all, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like, they, they can take the They're gamble. They're playing with house you know? money. Exactly. So I was very happy for him. And 
on the other hand, I was not so happy for Charles Leclerc, who was basically asking for Ferrari to do the same thing. He was like, you know, it's drying up. I want slicks. And they were like, no, like, you know, we want to we want to put a time on enters. But obviously, it started raining towards the end of Q2. It started raining harder. And this man did not get into Q3. Which, what is going on? It's just a mess. It's, it's death by a thousand cuts. I swear, literally every single week, there's something happening to Charles Leclerc, which is the fault of the Ferrari team. And I'm sick of it. Hate it. The... The like cut pan to Christian and he was just like shaking his head because he also realized what Ferrari did was so incredibly funny, but also so like, like sad. <laughs> like this could be avoided. Like you have an amazing driver in Charles who very clearly like wants to win. And he's also so fiercely loyal to the team. Yet you're fumbling the bag this hard. It's kind of unbelievable. It's embarrassing. Like, how are you not embarrassed? I thought this would all change whenever we had Fred come in, but I feels like like we started off last season so good with Ferrari, and then it just went like in a down spiral very quickly. It feels like we're doing better than we were at the end of last season, but the climb up is still so fucking slow. Unlike Aston, who like literal literal fucking stinkers last year, and this year are just like incredible. It's I I don't know what needs to happen at Ferrari, but it's just ridiculous. Like they don't have such a slow car that they shouldn't be able to be neck and neck with Aston and Mercedes, but they're way behind and that just doesn't feel right. The race was also kind of depressing for Ferrari. So you can, we can talk about that. So for the race, we had a very, very fun kind of starting position. Um, and we started off with Lewis overtaking Alonso. And boy, was I so fucking happy. <laughs> oh my God. For a moment, for a moment, I could taste it. I could taste the P2 for Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that changed down the line, but we're getting there. I feel like Mercedes is really getting there. I know with the upgrades, the sidebots. The sidepods are the truth. I'm a sidepods truther. <laughs> no, and like rightfully so, because I mean they've seriously made a change. I feel like Lewis is, I feel like we're also getting a um happier Lewis, which is very nice. Um while we were watching the race, we kind of talked about this. But if the entire race was just a battle between Lewis and Alonso, I would have been content. Um we all know Max is gonna end up first. So I mean spots two and three, just keeping those, keeping that spicy is much appreciated i know basically fernando alonso won this race <laughs> yes in my head that, that's just yes that's that's su- such a valid such a valid take um there was something going on with alonso's car and he was arguing um with the pit wall about that a lift and coast um i didn't pick up much on what was going on with the car i don't know if you were able to yeah i don't know i think it was a little bit hard to hear because obviously we were watching it at a bar and <laughs> yeah. they don't have the best acoustics they don't have the best sound system but i wanted to close <laughs> captions so bad fighting for my life for the oh, oh, yeah but yeah there was a little bit of a lifting co situation with alonzo i think just to save on fuel and maybe something else to do with the rear of the car 
but he said, leave it to me on the radio. And guess what? <laughs> that, man, that man, he brought it home. He brought it home in P2. For a second, it looked like Lewis was going to catch up uh, and potentially mm. chase him for P2, but then that did not happen. I think Alonzo really started to pull away towards the end. Yeah, those last like twenty ish laps were really kind of like were set. I feel I felt like Alonso was kind of like trying to, you know, maintain his tires, but they just kind of like let him loose towards the end. Um we had that little moment where he was on the radio saying like, Oh, like I wanna win this race and everybody was kinda <laughs> like, What do you mean? Do you mean like win like beat max or do you win do you mean win like beat lewis i know his engineer was sweating after that (laughs) he was like oh no what is this man gonna do um so that happened it was good though i really liked i liked the battle between lewis and alonso and i get the sense that they like it too i think they're both sort Mm -hmm. of enjoying that they're kind of funny it out again which is really fun because obviously they're not besties but there's a lot of mutual respect there. And I think you get to see a little bit of the back and forth and a little bit of, you know, that rivalry dynamic, which is honestly super cool. Even in, like, the interviews, um, uh, in the post-race interview, Lewis said something like, oh, yeah, like, his reaction time was getting slower, but that comes with age. (laughs) And Alonzo, like, heard him, and then he's like, I'll see you in two weeks. And, like, pats his shoulder, and I was like, oh, my God, the banter, (laughs) the banter. (laughs) I want that Andre to survive, please. They got good chat. (laughs) They really do. Uh, yeah, it's so good. All right, what else happened during the race? Oh, we can talk about our boy George Russell. You mean my boy George Russell? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your boy George uh, Russell? Devastating. So basically, he hit the wall. It was really sad. He hit it the wall, really sad, and at first, I thought there was no way. I thought he was going to have to retire the car immediately because it looked like there was quite a bit of damage, and they had to pull out a safety car so that they could get all the debris off but he was able to pull it back to the pits and then he was running and then i was like oh he's running like he actually has a chance at that point i was pretty confident that he could make it into the points and then he was like running in the points and then he had to retire girl i even I, at a moment i was even like oh like george russell is driver of the day like what do you mean <laughs> you were he hit so a wall. about to vote for him <laughs> no i really was i really was until he like ended the race obviously but i was like very it was very impressive first of all <laughs> because one he hit the fucking wall too his team was able to like get that car back in yes. working order like the man's wheel was detached from his wheel well i don't know how they fucking do it but like i swear um, F1 mechanics are like the definition of like teamwork. It is mm-hmm. brilliant. I fucking love teamwork it. Teamwork makes a um, dream work. No, but like truly, in this case scenario, well, he, George was able to get back, and then he, when he was climbing up the like climbing up the grid, I was literally losing my mind. <laughs> I I I was like, oh my god, this man, what is he doing? He, like just defying the odds. <laughs> I was so impressed, and then. He just DNF'd. Yeah, that was very sad. He had some kind of issue with the left brake. I think it was overheating, and he had to retire the car, which was very unfortunate. I was like, he was going to do so. We were going to, it was, <laughs> I was going to, we were, we were all rooting for you. <laughs> but I like next and time. It, it was so sad. 
<laughs> Damn, that was brutal. She <laughs> um, said, just don't hit the wall. Because honestly, yeah, if I, I think we talked about this. If I was to hit a wall, I would just like pretend to like pass out because that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Again, this is why I would not make a good Formula One driver. Um, all right, let's talk about what else happened with the other flops. <laughs> well, was it really a flop Ferrari? How do we feel about this 4 5? I was actually very impressed because they qualified so badly. And I just don't think there was a universe in which they would have, I don't know, somehow overtaken Max Alonso or Hamilton. So I think four and five is the best they could have done this weekend with how they classified in qualifying. So I was actually pretty happy about that. I was stressed when the safety car came out and then they did not pit the Ferraris. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> that was stressful. That was stressful. Whenever you mentioned like, oh, yeah, the Ferraris haven't pitted, I was like, we just had a safety car. What do you mean? But I guess they had a strategy and it ended up working out in their favor. <laughs> You're not convinced. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. It did not. Okay. What I didn't like was that, um, they like Z- signs kept on like, Hey, I like, I'm faster. I want to fight Leclerc. I want to take the position. And, um, the Ferrari team was just like, no, like, Charles Sainz is not going to fight you. He's going to stay. Um, it was just like, I understand the team. I understand that this was a team mm-hmm. call to like improve the team, like get a team a better position, more points overall. And like fighting could have potentially lost, like stuff could have gone down. But it was just so like, if I was in Sainz position and they were just kind of like, you're not going to overtake Charles, you're going to stay exactly where you are. That's so mm-hmm. sad. Like, not even halfway through the race, and you already know that you are going to stay in fifth place, regardless of what you do. Because, like, your only job is to, like, defend, you know? And even then, like, the rest of the grid is, like, not that crazy (laughs) impressive right now. So, it's so sad. I I wish we would have gotten, like, okay, go ahead and, like, Mm -hmm. fight it out, but whatever yeah i mean that's just team strategy i think it shows how ferrari really is prioritizing points and i mean they don't really care between you know carlos and charles who's finishing first because that's really what that's what you get from them fighting it's just who's fourth and who's fifth so it is pointless for the team so i don't know i get that yeah, I get the call. It was just sad, like on a personal. <laughs> I, I would, I just would have, I would have been in my <laughs> Your feels. call sign's heart was hurting. Oh my god, no! But like, if it did the same to Charles, I would have mm-hmm. been upset. Like that just sucks. It's like, it's like, oh, there's nothing I can fucking do. Like you're just gonna call it what it is. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, Lando got the lamest fucking penalty on the face. Never seen it before. What the hell is that? unsportsmanlike behavior. So apparently what happened was that he slowed down too much during the safety car. But I didn't see it. <laughs> so if I didn't see it. <laughs> and and was it Crofty? <laughs> I don't know who it was. was it I think it was Crofty who was commentating. He didn't either. <laughs> it just the commentary on this penalty sent me because I think it was Crafty talking about how can they give Lando Norris a penalty for unsportsmanlike behavior? He's, you know, the sweetest boy on the grid. <laughs> I was like, is this some British bias coming he, through? It, 
he said it's like give it's like 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 spanking or like scolding a puppy who does a wee in the park. I was like, what are we doing? But I mean, slay, I guess. It was funny. It was, I thought it funny was so funny. Because obviously he's one of the younger ones on the grid. I don't know that he's known yeah. for being particularly kind. Or I guess that's just not the image that I have of Lando. Mm. But I guess. Yeah, I mean... In, like, interviews and stuff, I just, like, I don't see Lando as, like, being, like, like, a rude or, like, a kind person. I do see him as being incredibly self-deprecating. And, like, every single interview that I've ever seen of Lando, they're like, oh, you know, you did okay. And Lando's like, no, I could have done better. Like, what do you mean? It was pathetic. (laughs) So, like, Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, But, yeah, it was just, it was absolutely, it was so lame. And oddly enough, the one the one incident that I thought we were going to investigate did not get investigated at all. Well, it did get investigated, I think, because we saw it flashing, but there was no, oh, like, yes, but like, yeah, there was no it. penalty determined for unsafe release. So I think there was an incident where Lando had potentially unsafe release on Alex Albon and then a similar one for Hamilton on Alonso, but no penalty. Just a racing incident, because <laughs> a racing incident. Um, okay, the craziest racing incident of the day was definitely K Mag and DeVries. Um, that was kind of confusing. Oh, yeah, so this was a mess. So, this was when George Russell was still running. <laughs> so, you had uh, Magnuson, you had Nick DeVries, and then you had George Russell behind. And while Magnuson and DeVries were tussling, uh, George saw his opening and overtook overtook them both at once, which I loved. And then, literally two seconds later, you have Magnuson and Dries like both going down together. It was like a moment, you know, you know Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, when they yes. had that moment of Harry and Voldemort fighting, and then they both like jump off of the tower together. That was exactly <laughs> what happened, and then they were both fucked. That's. That's actually a very, very good image. Thank you so much. Um, I just thought it was hilarious how, like, for a moment you thought it was over, and then yeah. it wasn't over, and it kept on going. And I, yeah. That was just a little bit funny. It was a bummer. <laughs> it was funny. It was really funny. And then, like, you see uh, Hulkenberg kind of, like, get on the grass and, like, mm-hmm. keeps on going. And I was like, where is this man <laughs> off to? Like, what are you... It yeah. was a mess just seeing them try to it rejoin was. the track because obviously these cars are not built to reverse and they also <laughs> cannot see very well when they're reversing, which can lead to a lot of issues. And the fact that there were two cars trying to do that at once, it was a, it was a little bit funny. It was giving driving school parallel parking <laughs> class. Um, okay. What else we got? We had um, Norris. Oh, oh, the ending was kind of fun. That battle between Norris and the ending was cute. Really you good. gotta love Towards a little the... last lap tussle. It was cute. <laughs> he also had a pretty good overtake on Valtteri Bottas, but it was a shame about the penalty because otherwise he would have scored a couple of points. He would have been P nine. And the penalty put him in P13. So that was a little bit sad. Out of the points, damn. 
Um, so overall, how would you, like, final opinions, takes on this race? It was a good race. I would give it, like, some, I don't know, like a three or four out of five. Or are we doing ten? Oh, yeah, okay. I think I ten is six a or seven bit out of ten. Uh, so probably like yeah. six out of ten. I don't know why six out of yeah. ten yeah, feels better than a three out of five. Because it kind of is the same, but yeah, six out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a couple moments. So this ended up being mm-hmm. Red Bull's one hundredth win, which is, is pretty iconic, and yeah. And Max's 41st, which is very iconic, considering how young this kid is. Is Max Verstappen a legend? He's, like, it's kind of crazy to be watching this sport and being like, oh, yeah, like, this kid, he's about to go down in, like, the record books. So much so that, like, last week he was interviewed or something, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting kind of tired of winning. (laughs) He's like, like, I can't do this forever. And I was like, wow. Okay. He's having a mid-career crisis. Crisis. From, he's he's suffering from too much success. <laughs> but do we think Max Verstappen is going to be the type of driver to pull, like, Alonzo and still be doing this shit at 41? No. No, I don't think so. I don't so, think I so. Yeah, I think there's going <laughs> to come a point where he's going to retire and he's going to be good. I, because I feel like Max has, like, like, I feel like Max wants to get, like, X number of championships, and then he's going to be like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. I'm done. I'm good. Um, I feel like Alonso is forever going to be hungry because he's absolutely obsessed with this fucking sport. Yeah. And I respect it. I think Alonso also feels like he just has more to give in terms of... Mm-hmm. So he's only won two championships, mm-hmm. right? And he has had rockiness. He's had his ups and downs in the sport. And then now he's like obviously back and doing really, really good. And so I think that's just feeling the hunger. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, the cooldown room was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you describe it. Yeah, it was a little bit weird. Um like, just overall, um, they kind of got, like, <laughs> made their way in. And, like, Lewis sat in the wrong chair, which I thought was hilarious. And Max was just kind of, like, looking around <laughs> a little bit, like, where's Charles? This is confusing. <laughs> I mean, it is just awkward to see these three guys in a room together and so nobody weird. else. Yeah. I was, like, I was talking to you about it. I was like, why do we have the cool zone? Like, what is this for? Who is this for? It's for us. It's for TV. It's for me. (laughs) That's exactly what it's for. Um, We did an F1 admin to post clips on Instagram. But yeah, I don't know. Lewis, I don't know if you saw, he posted a selfie of him, Alonso, and Max during, I think it was one of the press uh, conferences, which I thought was funny. It was so work selfie. You know, is it on, like is it me on, and my coworkers at work. Is it on Instagram? Uh, yeah, and then Alonso put out the peace sign, which is <laughs> bad behavior. I don't know. There's something about the picture. It is just so awkward and funny to me. Oh, that is awkward. <laughs> oh, you saw it? Yeah. <laughs> what is it's this? It's not a good picture, which is funny because 
Lewis Hamilton's Instagram. Yeah. You, know, you would expect him to post only good pictures, and yeah. it's, like, not a good picture. So the fact that he still posted it is, like, really amusing to me for some reason. It's the way that Lewis is, like, holding the phone is giving very much dad. I yeah. also love – I'm obsessed with Alonzo's presence on, like, line on TikTok. It is deranged. Like, what Gen Z person – Told, showed Alonzo how to use a cell phone and like how to be funny online. Like it's really giving. <laughs> Alonzo is the definition of a fun uncle. Yes, most definitely. Um, okay, we did get some really, we did get like a funny little moment in the cooler room for all of the shit I'm giving it. Um, the your rear end is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So I believe this was Lewis talking about. Um, the rear end, um, like the back of the um, Red Bull. And, yes, to clarify. Yeah. And Alonzo was like, oh my. <laughs> I love it. And all of them were dead serious about it too. Oh yeah. Which I thought was funny. Yeah. They're, they're literally just talking about the back of the car, which is fucking hilarious. But you take it out of context and it's hilarious. Perfection. It's literally perfection. Um, like, again, the F1 admin on Twitter is living for this content. Um, all right. So, radio of the day. It is time. <laughs> radio of the day. I mean, I, I really did love Gasly's radio during qualifying when he was so mad about oh, science and cheating. Like, what did he say? He was like, no what, how they, how can they do this? You know? He was really upset. He was like actually genuinely very upset. I'm coming at 300. Yeah. I just loved how French she sounded. I just okay. loved how thick the French accent was. But I think really the radio of the day has to be between two of Max's. Mm-hmm. One was, I think I hit a bird during, this was like the middle of the race. And then towards the end of the race, I almost knocked myself out on the curb. <laughs> like this one is so weird that he, everything is amusing at this point because there's no threat to him. He's literally just racing by himself. And so he has to find other ways to, like, amuse himself or other things to randomly observe. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I opened up my, um, I opened up the Race Week Recap Instagram account. And the first photo I see is of the bird that they removed from Red, from the Red Bull, like, car. What? <laughs> That was the first photo I saw when I opened up our Instagram account. I think that needs a trigger warning. Granted, it is just a cluster of feathers. Like it is disgusting. It was it was a red winged blackbird. Um, but yeah, gross. You you identified the bird. Oh yeah, because I saw them earlier, and like I know Mm. what those birds look like. So. We were talking about this in the race. You were like, that's actual selection. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't use those words. I use those words, but you were you were heavily implying that it was natural selection. No, absolutely. It is. Because like hello? Like like again, birds are very, very receptive. Like they could feel the car coming. The fact that that bird was like, I'm gonna just fly into it, it was like fucking hilarious to me. Um, not hilarious. Not not hilarious, haha, but like kinda sad, honestly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I have to agree. My radio of the day was definitely um, 
Max entertaining himself, unfortunately, because he literally has nothing else to do. But I will say that the Red Bull was not at the top of its game this week. So it was good. It was not 20 seconds ahead of everyone else. Exactly. It was only six, which is... (laughs) Which it's kind of fun. It's kind of, right? it keeps it a little bit, you know, will they, won't they? They won't. <laughs> they really won't. Um, driver of the day. Again, this is one that we can absolutely agree on. Has to be Mr. Alex Alvon. Come on, P7. P7, what the heck? <laughs> I felt so bad. In his um, post-race interview, um, he was like, you know, like, they do this to me often. They'll just put me out there and I just have to defend the entire time. <laughs> He's like, I'm just coming down from, like, the stress and the oh. anxiety of it. I was like, that's so sad. <laughs> My boy needs to, like, decompress. <laughs> but he did so well, you know, he can celebrate. Oh, my God. Yeah, he celebrated with, like, apple juice or something afterwards. <laughs> he posted a photo. It was so funny. Yeah. It was also Lily's birthday. So it was that her was birthday fun. weekend. So, I mean, mm-hmm. lots to celebrate. Happy for him. Lots to celebrate. Um. Okay, what was your overtake of the day? I think for me, it's got to be George Russell on Max and Andrews. If only because I sort of feel like he had a hand in them... <laughs> crashing we're well, not crashing but going off together uh, in the runoff area i feel like he sort of caused that he is always at the scene <laughs> of the crime this man is like the agent of chaos that we kind of need on the track actually so i appreciate him for that yeah number one is. agent of chaos uh <laughs> um my overtake of the day is unfortunate but it was very exciting when fernando overtook lewis it was. It just kind of... I don't, you didn't see it coming, right? No. It literally came out of fucking nowhere. Um, he, I believe he had DRS, and then he just kind of like... Yeah. But it was... Oh, God. It was so soul-crushing, because I wanted... I wanted <laughs> um, I wanted a Max, Lewis, um, Fernando, but whatever. Yeah. I will... I will. I was fine with it. No, you're saying it's soul-crushing, but I was about to say, and everyone cheered, because it was... The, we were in a bar. There were so many people wearing Aston Martin merch, which made me very curious. I was like, when did you buy this merch? Did you buy this merch this year? Because there's no way you bought this merch before this year. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. But there was, I think the majority of the merch that was worn in that bar was Aston Martin. Or maybe yes. the green just stood out so much that it seemed like they were the majority. But that's how it felt to me. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of Aston Martin. There was definitely a lot of Red Bull. In Southern yeah. California, Red Bull, I think, is the most popular team. Very yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I only saw one other person with a Mercedes merch. Because, again, Mercedes merch is like bright fucking fluorescent yellow. <laughs> um, but, yeah, overall, it was kind of good. It was good vibes. The food was good. Yes, I enjoyed that. Would go back for sure. Perfect. All right. F1 fantasy. Do you have anything for that? I just checked my F1 fantasy. I So basically my fantasy team has been uh, Max Checo, Fernando, Lance, Red Bull, Aston Martin, and then one other driver. So that's how it's been. But now I'm thinking, 
Mm, should I switch it up? So basically, I have Checo as two X. I'm like, should I? Should I have Alonso as two X? Because Checo has not been delivering the way that I have expected to him to in the past couple of races. He's still P two in the drivers' championship. I'm like, hmm. I'm just contemplating. Wait, no, you're absolutely right. Why do I still have Checo on my fantasy team when he's literally been <laughs> flopping? We kind of talked about this too, where like Checo, like, will start off really freaking good, and then you're like, oh my god, is he actually going to like challenge, you know, Max? And then it's just like a fucking free fall, <laughs> and then we get his like come up towards the end of the season, which will it, like is is Red Bull just like fucking with his car on purpose? Like, what? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not gonna start these rumors right now. I'm not gonna do that. He is still VTO, but it just doesn't necessarily feel. feel that way mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't feel Maybe like it's he's just a, he's just had a bad run mm-hmm. but he does have another kid coming so oh yeah yeah his wife kiddo number perfect. four what the heck he's been busy both on and off the track <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i had to it was right there awesome all right so that's pretty much everything for the um canadian gp yes so uh, Next week, there is no race, so we're going to have to think about what we're going to do. We've been uh, thinking about doing an episode on wag fashion, so I think that would be super fun if there's uh, not a whole lot else going on. We could we could do our research. I think that would be cute. Um, but yeah, so next week will just be a, a little filler episode, and then we will be back the week after with the Austrian GP. Which is going to be entirely orange. Cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm recalling. (laughs) Yes. A a plume. Maybe it'll be a little bit less orange than last year. Yes, because they did take away flares. We're not allowed to have those anymore. All right. Well, that, that is everything for us today. Michelle, where can people find us? People can find us uh, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on social media. We have TikTok, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, all at RacerCreekCat. We will see you, hear from you, hear from us next week. (laughs) But we have a little WAG episode, I think. Very exciting. Bye. Bye.